This is the Average Guy Network, and you've found Home Gadget Geek, show number 191, recorded on October 30th, 2014. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live tonight, broadcasting live from the Gallup Studios. I want to say thanks to Gallup. They I got a great job at Gallup, and they let me use the studios when I need to. We were doing some tours for some high school students tonight, uh, kind of career night kind of stuff, and I just didn't have enough time to get home. And I thought, well, I'll just use the studios up here. So Gallup, thanks. Thanks for doing that. We are live from the Gallup Studios tonight. And, of course, we post this show with world-class show notes each and every week out at TheAverageGuy.tv. If you have questions, comments, or contributions, of course, you know how to contact me. Uh, send us an email, jim at TheAverageGuy.tv. You can track me down on Twitter, at Jay Collison, and many of you have done that. Call in those questions as well. And, uh, Kyle, I keep promising you I'm going to do this. I just do it so I can mention you, Kyle, on the show every week. 402-478-8450. You can call in your questions and do it that way. Uh, it's a great way to get your questions into the program. Uh, don't forget, too, we also did Cyber Frontiers last week, so or on Monday, that we just posted. So if you want to catch up what's going on with Christian and Ashton, uh, Cyber Frontiers is up as well. And now Home Gadget Geeks is a part of the Geeks Network. You can find this podcast and some other great ones out of the Geeks Network. That's just thegeeksnetwork.com. You can join us in chat. Follow us on uh, YouTube, live on Spreaker, as well as Mixler. Listen, if you can't hear this podcast, you're not trying. I'm just going to say it, all right? I, there are so many different ways. It now takes me longer to edit, produce, and post the show notes to this podcast than it does to do the show. So there's lots of different ways to do that. Join us, and many of you have, and so I appreciate you doing that as well. All right, we got a fun podcast, I think, a set uh, for you tonight. We're going to do something different. We're going to talk about Apple. Can you believe it? We're going to talk about it. It's uh, Chris almost always shunned on our podcast. I'm just going to say it. Almost always shunned. But Chris Pilon, he has a podcast out at Dadrenaline. And, uh, and a new podcast for me and one I've uh, kind of grown to appreciate over the last couple of weeks. Chris, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Hey, thanks, Jim, for having me. I really appreciate it. This is a great honor to be on your show. Yeah, you bet. And you are a podcaster. We spent like 25 minutes trying to get your mic working for live. And for whatever we tried, it didn't work. So... If you're listening to this and you're kind of wondering why Chris sounds like he's in a big room somewhere, we just couldn't get so. But I'm not. I'm not one of those guys. I don't. Most of the guys know. Uh, I don't. I, I care about content, not necessarily as much as about sound. So thanks for uh, thanks for trying. Anyways, I appreciate it. No problem. Chris, tell us. Uh, nobody, uh, at least in my network, probably a lot of the guys don't know who you are. So let's back up the truck a little bit. Let's find out. Who can you know who you are, where you're from? We'll talk about your podcast more in depth towards the end here, but give us give us some of the vitals on you. Well, my name's Chris Pallon, and um, I started the Dadrenaline blog just a couple of years ago. I was in a really low point in my life, hated my job, was not happy with my life, my health was failing, and uh, I, I tried to tried to kind of dig myself out of that. And the, the first thing I did was try to find what was positive in my life, and at that time it was my family and my faith. So uh, I started to write about that and hoped that it would kind of get me out of that funk, and that actually led to a new job and uh, led me um, actually to the podcast just a year ago and started that up. But I'm, I'm married to my wife, Mary, who you know uh, and have heard of, and, 
And, uh, and she we might have to be more famous than you are. I'm just <laughs> she might be. Uh, she's a special education teacher, and uh, she has a lot of great stuff to, to add into our podcast. We're, we're parents of two kids, our daughter Jacqueline, who's 14, and our son Harrison, who's 10. And uh, they're both very involved in sports. So as a parent, and that's really what my blog and podcast is about, is about finding time for parents. Um, we're busy trying to do that all the time. So that's really where our life is right now. All right. Well, you know, and it's it's really cool. I like what you're doing there in the sense that, um, you know, you're talking to dads and moms too. Mary Mary joins you on there and and uh, really adds a lot of value to what you're trying to do. And it's kind of um it, it it's kind of an everyday. I mean, you're really trying to come up with tips and tricks and things. And what I like about it is it's got a real tech spin to it. So you're you're always trying to come up with these. Um, you know, the, the, from a tech angle. In your last podcast, you you identified. Uh, talk a little bit. Just give a highlight in your last podcast. You talked about a a Note app or something like that, right? It syncs with Evernote. Oh yeah, I think that was I think that was the uh, episode where we talked about a, a, a to do or a task management system called Swipes, which um, links up to Evernote and uh, really is a great um, a great app to to use. You can basically make a list of to-dos and just kind of follow those along. When you're using Evernote, I use Evernote a lot, so I'll just kind of throw things in there as I'm thinking about them. The, the ones that go into my swipes file will automatically go over to that app and will just become to-dos. And uh, so that's a, a nice little trick um, that I can use to remember to go back and, and to do those things that I need to get accomplished. So I have a ton of stuff to do, obviously. Um, I have a full-time day job. And uh, that takes up a lot of my time, and I have a lot of to-dos for that. But I also want to get, you know, my, my blog and my podcast, my, my family stuff. I want to make sure that I'm, I'm hitting the mark on all those as well. So that's a great app to use to do that. Yeah, I'm good, and you can hear that. So if you go over to Dadrenaline, spell that for me, because that's a crazy <laughs> word you put together. You know, I, I I've sometimes um, wonder if that was a poor choice when I first came up with the blog, but it's really Adrenaline with a D at the front. So Dad. Renalin, D-A-D-R-E-N-A-L-I-N-E. Okay, good. Well, we're trying to. There, there's been some debate out there whether I'm echoing or not. I don't. Oh. I don't hear that. Uh, but we may get a little bit of echo from time to time, just because you're coming off your camera mic and sure. we're using your speakers as well. So turn those down just a smidge for me. Okay. Uh, just uh, it's just so you can hear me uh, doing that. But I, again, I don't get too worried about that. So cool. Some new work. You know, I think with listening to podcasts, I listen to a lot of tech podcasts all the time. And, uh, you know, you, you you listen to them for a season and then there came a point in time and I'm like, I need to get, I need to listen to a few more just different stuff. And right. I don't know if you've come across Randy uh, Cantrell's podcast at all. He, You might like him, uh, by the way. You can look at Randy Cantrell. And okay. he does one called uh, Leaning Towards Wisdom, which is another one not tech. He's a techer. He's kind of a tech guy, uh -huh. but it's not tech related, and it's just all about kind of life lessons and and stuff learned. And it's just kind of really good sometimes to get away from the tech, step away from the tech, <laughs> and and reflect. I've appreciated uh, you and Mary just kind of talking about family stuff. It's a lot of fun. We have five. I don't talk about. I rarely talk about my family. Yeah. Podcast. We have five, uh, five kids, four boys, uh, a girl, oldest 25, youngest 16. I've done the parenting thing, right? I, and so it's fun to listen. You're, you're about 10 years behind me in a lot of ways, and I kind of yeah. chuckle 
uh, when you're talking about uh, some of the things that you're going through, and I go, oh, he has no idea what's coming up here. <laughs> no idea. Uh, we've been through a lot of that. So it's just kind of fun to listen to you walk through your journey on that. And then I like that you mix a little bit of tech in uh, with that as well. I'll tell the audience, uh, you uh, you add a spiritual element to your podcast, and so you can bring in a devotional period in there. I just want to warn folks in advance, I, I don't do that on my podcast at all, and, and, and so if you head over there and you listen to that and you're not oriented that way, just know it's coming. I'm just, just warning you. It's coming. Uh, I'll push through that. If, it's, if you like it, listen to it. If you don't, push through it. There's some really good content uh, in there as well, but I just want to warn folks, you've got a spiritual element to what you're doing on your podcast. So Thank you, yes. Yeah, good work. Thank you. Let's uh, let's dive into some tech in what we're doing, and if we've got some time at the end, we'll talk a little bit more about your podcast. But I joked early on, we're not necessarily, uh, you know, I'm a Microsoft MVP. We most of the community comes out of a home server, kind of a home server community. We did it was a Microsoft product that we did, uh, Microsoft Windows Home Server mm -hmm. that we did for a lot of years. We lean a little bit, we talk a little bit about, about Apple, kind of on the on the peripheral, but but I thought, I know you're a Mac guy, and so I wanted to bring in, lots of things have gone on in the Mac infrastructure over the last, oh geez, last couple months, right? Been a lot of announcements. Both Microsoft and Google and Apple have been announcing like crazy. Uh, brand new, did you see the new Microsoft Band? Yes. Oh, pretty interesting. That will probably be on my wrist in the next week. <laughs> <laughs> so my buddy Dave McCabe already bought one, uh, but I want to work through some of the iOS changes. Give us, as a, as an Apple fanboy, give us, give me. I want to hear first your opinion of the Tim Cook era. You know, moving away from Steve Jobs, where Apple, how you, where you feel Apple is going, and we can kind of dive into a little bit of of uh, some of the product. Yeah, well, let me preface it by saying, I, you know, I'm not really a tech guy. Um, I kind of fell into this because I just really enjoy what tech can bring to me and to my family. So I'm always learning. I, I call myself a YouTube learner. I'm constantly looking for ways to learn new things. And, and really, I focus a lot on, on applications, on apps on my phone or my iPad um, to help me with that. But, you know, the, the whole Tim Cook thing, I, I think, boy, what a shadow he's had to, he's had to come after um, or out with the shadow he's under, and um, that's a tough job to be, to be in. And I think he's done a great job. I think the company's continued to move forward. Um, you know, they've got some great um, tools out there, some great uh, um, advances that they've made since Steve Jobs uh, has been away from the company or has, has passed away. But I, I think, uh, I, I wonder sometimes how much of that stuff was already in the works before he took over. And I, and I, I, I don't know. And I, who knows how, how much stuff has um, already happened before uh, Steve Jobs passed away, but um, regardless, I think he's doing a great job of moving the company forward anyways. Some of the things that he's announced and some of the things they've come out with are just amazing in my mind uh, and really make my life a lot easier. And I think it makes a lot of um, app develop developers um, have a lot of uh, potential to, to do some really good business. So I think that's great. Okay, so you give him you, you, you give him a passing grade so far. I, I do give him a passing grade. I think he's doing a heck of a job in and and following somebody that's really a legend uh, in the industry. So I think I think he's doing great. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Okay. The one of the things I like to do, and I've noticed, you know, uh, for a long time, I try to cut cover tech from a cutting edge perspective. Well, there's so many people doing that now. I like to give it weeks now to kind of let kind of settle in and let it percolate because. 
I can't tell you how many reviews I watched of people literally reviewing it as they're taking it out of the box and right. making opinions based on, like, you know, oh, I've reviewed, I've looked at this for 45 minutes now, and I'm giving you my opinion, and I'm like, uh, you know, I'd almost rather wait. I know that's not the cool and the popular thing to do, but. I'd almost like to wait a couple weeks. Let's talk a little bit uh, about uh, iOS 8 right now. That, that's been out a couple weeks, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of folks have been making the upgrade and a lot of stuff. Give me, talk, a little, talk me through that a little bit. What came with it? What do you like? What's not working? Well, there, there's really a handful of things that I really enjoy just from a family perspective and what's made our family um, uh, a lot, things a lot easier for our family. The first thing right off the bat was was iMessages. Some of the improvements to iMessages, um, the text messaging service for for Apple, um, we use that quite a bit. You know, with Mary and, and our kids all over the place, and myself, um, so we use that a lot. One of the great things I loved about it was the voice recording that was added to iMessages, where you can not just text because I got I have really big thumbs, so texting is kind of hard. So being able to just send a quick note. Um, right from the text um, interface is so much easier for me to do, especially if it's something I need to, to get to them very quickly and, and uh, it might just be a quick note. Um, also, sending video. You can do the same thing from the text messaging interface. You can send video really quickly or a picture really quickly and not have to bounce between the photos or the camera app um, and then over to text messages. You can do it right there from the text messaging app. And then the group messaging is what has been really helpful for our family because, like I said, we're constantly doing different things and we're trying to pick somebody up and, you know, from practice or uh, we're trying to meet up for dinner after work. Um, to put all that in, you know, in a group message and get it out to, to Mary and to our kids at the same time, we're all on the same page and we know who's picking who up and it just makes it a lot easier. And we can also, along with that, you can also share your location. So... Um, you know, if Jacqueline's sending me a quick text message, she can just hit a button and share her location. I know exactly where she's at. If she's at school or a friend's house, she doesn't really have to tell me. I know where she's at, and I can just go go right off of that text message and find her. And and I heard in your last podcast, you guys really take advantage of the calendaring, calendaring oh. features, just sharing cal- calendars, right, as well? I don't know why I struggled to say calendar. <laughs> That's a hard word. <laughs> Maybe it's just been a long day. Yeah. But, you guys use that, right? Everybody, if it's not on the calendar, it's not real. Is that kind of how it works for you? We're trying to be sticklers about that, especially with Jacqueline because she's a freshman in high school. We rely on that calendar so much, that shared calendar, because we need to know where she's at and where we need to pick her up and at what time we have to be there. Um, she's not driving. She's just a freshman. Um, we're, we're looking forward, kind of looking forward to when she can drive so we don't have to worry about it too much. But just knowing um, what's in the calendar, it helps us with our budgeting financially for our budgeting every month. We know exactly what's coming up in her schedule, what she might need money for. We also know where she's at. We know what she has planned for the following uh, you know, week or month ahead. So that, that's amazing to me to be able to do that. Now, I don't know on the other side, on the Microsoft or the Android, what, what types of uh, tools they have for that. But for me, this is a great addition to be able to do that. Before we... UID, which um, was kind of clunky. So now we have this ability with the uh, with the um, the family sharing that we can just kind of use the same calendar, and we can still use our other calendar to just put stuff in that's just unique to us, but also be able to see that shared stuff, which is awesome. 
Yeah, and Google in the Google infrastructure, you could do that as well. Fairly share calendars fairly fairly easily. It's you know it, it's just the infrastructure you're in, right? And right. It's it. I imagine it's still a struggle. And you, you were mentioned on your podcast. It's still a struggle that you still got to input the stuff. It doesn't magically happen, right? Right. You actually got to get the kids to input the stuff, right? That's correct. With the ten-year-old, it's really hard, and with the fourteen-year-old, it's getting a little easier. So hopefully, uh, by the end of this uh, semester, she'll she'll have it down. Yeah, and it just takes it's it's tough. I mean, to have those kind of expectations from from a family standpoint. We thought about that when we were in the midst of our of the five kids and doing all this stuff. I was like, we got to have a shared calendar, and I just couldn't at the time. You know, think about ten years ago, smartphones weren't where they're at, and we actually just went with a whiteboard in the kitchen. That's kind of where we a big we got a big whiteboard, and we ended up doing that way. Yeah. And that worked for us, but it would be great to be able to have more of that sharing, you know, sharing capabilities. You've also got in the notes here third-party keyboards, and I'm going to say Apple's a little late to the third-party <laughs> keyboard party here, right? I mean, it's been yeah. everybody else has had them. You guys finally, finally picked up on the iPhone. Yeah, yeah, they did, and and you know, there's a bunch of them out there, and I try. I'll be honest, I tried a few of them. Um, I think one was called Swipe with a Y, and one was called SwiftKey. Uh, I wasn't impressed. I, did, I didn't care for them. Um, I, I like, I mean, I really don't like texting to begin with because my, my hands are so big, but um, but I didn't really care for those apps either. It didn't make it any easier for me. In fact, it made it more difficult. So I, I've never tried uh, the swiping uh, keyboards that some other platforms have, so I don't know if there's a way to do it that makes it easier, but I, I didn't care for them myself. It, however, I, I do know people that have um, installed those apps on their phones, and and they really love them. They it makes it a lot easier to to type, and uh, it makes it quicker. So um, for some reason, it doesn't doesn't work for me. Yeah, it it is a personal thing, right? With those yeah. those keyboards. You mentioned the health kit. You mentioned you started early in the podcast by mentioning you know, your health. One of the things that kind of drove you to a blog and podcasting was just health. I know you've lost a bunch of weight. Congratulations on doing Thank that. Thank you very much. I know you've lost a bunch of weight doing that. How involved are you with the health kit on on iOS? Are you using that? You know, Microsoft's making a big play with that. We, they just released the Microsoft Band mm-hmm. uh, here yesterday during the World Series. Oddly enough, I think that was a mistake. That was an accident. Mm-hmm. But they, if, I guess if you're going to launch something during something, it's not bad during Game Seven of the World Series. But are you using that? How long has that been out, and are you using that functionality? Yeah, you know, it came out with iOS 8. Um, I'm honestly not using it. I'm using the me- medical ID portion of it where you can actually input, um, you know, medications you're taking, your height, your weight, um, any um, allergies you have, your blood type. I've used it for that. I've set it up for that. Um, from a health standpoint, I've been using a Fitbit for about two years. That's on your wrist, right? You've, yeah. I saw you. Yeah, very good. Yeah, and I, I love my Fitbit. It's very simple. It's easy. Um, the battery, you know, stays charged for about a week, um, and, and I don't really have any other um, fitness apps that I'm using other than that at this point. Now, I understand that um, when Apple comes out with the, the, the watch, when it come, the Apple Watch comes out at the beginning of January, there's going to be a lot of functionality from a health standpoint on that particular product, and I'm interested to see it, but at the same time, I love Fitbit, and I'm pretty loyal to who, to who I choose to, to use. And they're actually, they just introduced um, three new Fitbits that are going to be, um, one just came out and two are going to be coming out here soon. 
that look pretty close to the Apple Watch and might do some of the same things, if not all the things that the Apple Watch does, and at a much cheaper uh, price as well. Was the was some of your weight loss due to the Fitbit and the activity and monitoring that way? How did you, you know, just just briefly, how, how'd you do that? I mean, what was the secret? Or it's not really secret, but how'd you get it done? Well, for me, it's all about competition. Um, if it's just me against me, um, or me against food, I'm going to choose food. <laughs> but every with, time. Me exactly. too. Every time. But with the... This really gave me a chance to compete with some of my friends, um, and it really um, was spurred on by Cliff Ravenscraft, who uh, actually kind of introduced it on his podcast, and that's where I first heard about it. So I got into his group, and I was competing. Hey, I, I'm going to try to beat Cliff Ravenscraft, right? And and then a bunch of other people were on there. Then I, my friends started buying, and I, I started competing with them, and it just it really motivates me, and it's fun to to compete against people, and even to compete still against yourself to make sure. You're doing better than you did the day before, and that includes parking further away at Costco and and walking when you don't want to walk just because you want to get the steps in, right? My wife, for example, will will put the laundry away one piece of clothing at a time so she can walk back and forth and beat me in steps. So it does change the equation. It re it's crazy. I you know I had the the force when it came uh -huh. out, and then of course they were that was a disaster, and they were recalled and. And so I've been. I keep thinking, okay, do I just need to get the ninety-nine dollar, you know, uh, flex or the the one or whatever? And I just haven't pulled the trigger. Um, but when I was doing it, man, it, every day when I'd hit my ten thousand steps and that thing vibrates and you're like, yeah, you know, it it is incredibly motivating, and it right. changes the equation. You know, you look at it and there's a new one, and I don't know if it's Fitbit, the one they're advertising, but. The commercials they give you, it gives you a nudge. Like if you're in the middle of the day and you haven't, um, you're not moving very much. Right. It kind, of, uh, uh, it kind of nudges you, like, hey, maybe you should get up and move around. I I did find that really helpful when when I had it. Now I've moved to a Garmin 220. I'm a runner. Okay. Bought a Garmin 220. It's a great watch. It's great for running. But there's no there's no steps. There's no you know there's, and I I, I it sounds like you found that step counter. Super important in what you yeah, do. Yeah, and you know, not as accurate as it claims to be. Really, it doesn't matter to me. It's all about just putting it in my brain. Hey, I got to. I have to get up and walk around, right? And I, and you can set you know vibrating alarms on it. And I set you know I have a day at my day job. I sit down a lot, so I set the alarm for every um, hour and a half. I get up and I walk around the warehouse and come back to my office. You know, so it's a good reminder. Yeah, it's a great way to use technology. You mentioned simple, and I think that's key. We get, you know, these between the these the Microsoft Band into this as well, and and we look at the the Apple Watch and all these Samsung devices, and they're so freaking complicated, right? And you're like, well, and you know the deal. If you try, if it takes you more than five seconds to set something, you're not going to use it, right? And I think when we talk about fitness and technology, and, and about once a quarter we do a show kind of just based on fitness and technology here. If it's not simple, you're not going to use it. And so that Fitbit has a has a step up, I think, on everything else. I don't care about what Apple does or what Microsoft does or what Samsung does. They got to step up because the thing you put it on your wrist and it just works. Yeah, exactly. It's great. And and another great thing about it is that it has this vibrating alarm thing. And I wake up about an hour before my wife does. She doesn't even hear me. 
You know, I, it, it just works, and it wakes it me up. Dynamite. I'm gone. So. Yeah, it's that is dynamite for for the month that mine worked, and it would I would set that alarm, and I would get up. And you're right, you know, today my I use my phone as the, the alarm clock, and guess what? She's getting up, and she uses her, her phone, and I'm getting up when she's getting up, and right. vice. And we're old enough now that once you're up. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's one of the things. Well, that's that's kind of cool. Let's talk about, um, and I like the way you laid out the notes. Here's what's hot, and then here's what's not. And yeah. they're making a big deal about Apple Pay at this point. And I know it's in the early stages. It's going to take a while, but that just hasn't really. I mean, it's going to take a while for that to take off, right? I, yeah, I think so. I, you know, it's it's uh, at this point, really, a lot of retailers haven't jumped on board. There's not a lot of banks that have jumped on board. Um, personally. You know, you have to have an iPhone 6 or an iPhone 6 Plus to even have it, to even let it work. And I, my, my work, I get my iPhone through my work, and I only have a 5C, so I can't even use it. So I won't, I won't even be a great tool for people to just be able to carry that phone around and not have to worry about a wallet. Now, I don't, I don't use credit cards anyways, so my wallet's pretty thin to begin with. But um, I can see people, I know a friend of mine, when he sits down, his wallet's so big, you can tell he's leaning to one direction. And I think this would be a huge deal for him, you know, that he could, if he could move over to, to Apple Pay, um, you know, he might, you know, stop himself from having to go to the chiropractor so much, you know, his back's so misaligned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we've all said Apple Pay really uh, uh, um, completes the cycle on the ecosystem. So now every phone has a way of paying. And I think we'll start to see some traction. You know, Google and Microsoft are both supporting this. Neither one would take off because they didn't have Apple. And mm -hmm. so now that Apple's playing in that space, I think NFC and those types of things will really start to take off. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb. It'll be the next generation of phones before it's really it, it'll be available. But it's gonna take. You know, the retailers have until mid 2015 to start loading. You know, to start rolling this out. I think they have to have it done by the end of the year. In most right. cases, so I just think the next generation of phones will be the ones where it really makes a big difference. We're gonna have some sporadic. It's gonna be a mess here in the U.S. It's just yeah. gonna be horrific. Some will, some won't support it. In the very last second, you're gonna have some that wait till December 31st of 2015 to get mm -hmm. it done. So I think that's gonna be kind of a mess. So yeah, while that's being touted, and I'm actually seeing some commercials, I'm not sure that'll really take hold until mid-year or or um, end of year next year, don't you think? Yeah, I think you're right. I think to the last minute to jump on board, a lot of companies will wait till the last second. But there is one great thing about it I should point is that um, even though a lot of retailers, brick and mortar retailers, may not be online yet, there's a lot of things you're still going to be able to do with the finger fingerprint on Touch ID, um, where you can order stuff online with that, which make makes it a little bit easier to make purchases online, which I know a lot of companies would love. So, so that's a good thing about it. If you're buying stuff online on your phone, which I don't do, I'd rather do it on my computer. But um, some people do that. They'll in the middle of the day think they want to buy something, purchase it on their phone, and uh, and move forward. So, nope, good for them. Yeah, no, I think it's coming. It's coming to a store near you. It's just going to take a year or two, uh, maybe 18 months from now, I think we'll be fully integrated in, but it's going to take a while. I agree, yeah. 
All right, you have hot. You have bigger screen sizes, and I'm going to say about time. <laughs> right? Oh, the iPhone sixes. Yeah, yeah right. certainly. You, you've it's you're now on par. The iPhone's now on par with everybody else as far as screen sizes, right? That's got to be a big deal for you, though. Finally, you get an iPhone that's larger than, you know, a deck of cards. Yeah, you know, I've always been one of those guys that made fun of my friends that had these big, giant, you know, phones, and I would always laugh at them. I'd go, oh, you got the iPad mini, huh? And, they'd, and then they'd say, no, it's a Samsung Galaxy, whatever. Yeah. And and now, and, and I never thought I would be one of those people that would want a phone like that, but boy, I've, I've, I've held one, and I'm like, wow, this is pretty awesome. Um, I, I wouldn't mind having one myself, so... Yeah, it's a great uh, it's a great phone. Both of them, really, the iPhone 6 and the iPhone 6 Plus. Not only are they bigger, but they're thinner as well. Um, so so that makes it even nicer. So it's pretty pretty cool stuff. Yeah, it it is. It's amazing what a little bit of screen real estate will do for you. One of the reasons that always kept me away from the fours, the threes and fours, it's too small. Yeah. And, uh, although it's weird to think, right? So I had the very first generation iPod, uh, iPod Touch when they came out, right? Which is basically the iPhone. And I remember thinking, this is sweet, right? When those first came out, and they were just yeah. you look at them now, and they are just tinier than tiny, you know. And, 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 it, and yeah, you know, go ahead. And it feels even tinier if you've been reading for say a couple hours on your iPad Mini. And then you get a phone call and you go, you, you pull up your phone and you're like, why is this so tiny? It looks, I mean, it looks like it's half the size of my hand, you know? Yeah. And it's hard, almost hard to see. No, and a lot has been made of size, so I don't think we need to spend, you know, there's been Bendgate, or is that what they called it? Where it, it Bendgate, where it was yeah, gate yeah. or whatever they were calling it. Everything's gate now, right? Since what? The way we do that. You, did you, have you upgraded to the 6 then? No, I haven't. My my job gives me a gives me an iPhone, and um, I still have my old uh, voice or uh, my old phone number, and I I send that through Google Voice on my work phone. So I still have two numbers on my on my work phone, which is nice. But um, so yeah, they pay for it. I might as well keep it. So yeah, yeah. Well, at least until it's it's up and due. Great cameras on those as well, though. I mean, uh, there's they've always been. I mean, uh, Apple has always led with really good cameras. You know, maybe uh, being a Microsoft guy, some of the Lumia devices have some just dynamite cameras that are on there. But I think for, you know, you compare a Galaxy S4 or whatever, the Galaxy version to the iPhone, I think the iPhone's going to win in most cases when it comes to camera, although both for most people are sufficient, right? Yeah, you know, I think, I think we've become a little... Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Spoiled, really. You know, I mean, these phones are just amazing. I, either Apple or whatever, whatever phone, Windows phone or an Android. We're we're pretty spoiled, and and they continue to to make those screens better, the displays better, and the the Retina HD for the Apple. You know, it, it's you know it's unbelievable. What they, and um, you know, we are, we are just spoiled. You know, and it's not it's not. Uh, you know, I, I'm not even sure I can tell the a huge difference between generations, but you know, a lot of people say they can, and, and they continue to make them better. So we might as well use them. Yeah, no, no, good stuff. Let's um, uh, let's talk about the watch real quick here because you mentioned that earlier. In what universe does Microsoft come up with a watch before Apple does? I cannot <laughs> unbelievable. I mean, this this Microsoft band caught everybody off guard. Right? Nobody yeah. was, I mean, there were some people, I did see a video from a couple weeks ago, and they were saying Microsoft's rumored to be releasing this watch. 
but no buzz about it really at all. And all of a sudden, and it's a it's a good. I mean, it's been out for a day, right? Yeah. So we don't know yet, but it looks pretty good. And what what universe does that happen? I'm totally confused now. It's I mean, and and what, you've seen concepts of the watch. I mean, certainly they were out. What do you think about the the watch concept? And are you going to go that way because you're in that ecosystem? You know, the I love I the I love the way it looks. I love the way the Apple Watch does a lot of awesome things. Um, but again, it's something that you uh, it will only work with the iPhone sixes. So I probably won't be able to try it out right away. But when I it's just awesome some of the things you can do. I mean, it's really uh, it's really James Bond like, right? You can you know you can get notifications. You can actually respond to text messages. You can send text messages. You can answer your phone, all this cool stuff that when I was a kid was just a dream, right? right. And it's here. It's amazing to, to see those things. And, and it's, you know, whether you need it or you don't need it is not the question. It's a matter of, wow, this is awesome. I want to try it, you know, and see what it's like. Yeah. No, some really interesting, you know, so we have Samsung Watch and the phones. We now have Microsoft's Watch with, with Lumia, so it works with the Windows phone. In January, we're going to get cut in. Again, my mind's a little bit blown because typically it's Apple who delivers the products in the fall for Christmas. Microsoft somehow did it and Apple didn't. I'm just kind of thinking, wow, uh, Tim, January is not the time you want to deliver a consumer product that should be under the Christmas tree. So I think there was, they missed a little bit on that one, don't you think? I think they did. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people will probably jump on um, on some of this other stuff before. Um, they even see the Apple Watch on the market, and that's that's too bad because I think it will be. And maybe maybe they're doing that because they haven't they don't have it mastered, and they think it's going to be the second generation might be where they really make their their hay. You know, um, looking at some of the things I've seen online for the Apple Watch, though, it, it just looks amazing. If it can do all the things it says it can do, it's it's pretty awesome. And I think from a from an aesthetic standpoint. I mean, all the different bands and the different types, I think is going to really appeal to a lot of different people, and I think that's pretty smart. Yeah, no, I don't disagree uh, from that standpoint. Looking at that Microsoft band this morning, it's thick. Yeah. And, and Dave McCabe, who did a quick unboxing and a review of it, I, first of all, I couldn't believe he got down to the Microsoft store this morning and bought it, which he did. There were lines at Microsoft stores. This was crazy, right? Again, what, what, what world did I land in where this morning there were several pictures I saw of several Microsoft stores lines out the door for people to pick up these these bands and I'm like this is so weird I this <laughs> when does this happen you know type deal yeah. but it's it is thick and it's maybe not as elegant as it could be it could it could have used a little more curve as opposed to the 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 front itself is pretty straight line on that but pretty pretty interesting I think we're finally figuring out how to do watches I think for a while they were kind of clunky and and I still don't like the Samsung versions of these big square or round. I like the band. I was a big Fitbit. I like that yeah. format. Um, and, and I just didn't like the fact it wouldn't a lot of these wouldn't measure my steps. And now they all are getting that kind of that, that kind of functionality to do that as well. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. Um, it's you know the time we we're living in is pretty awesome, regardless of what type of uh, uh, you know, technology you want, you want to use or what brand you want to use. I think there's so much out there that you 
really enjoy and really help you help you in your life. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Let's talk about some things some folks may not know about. We covered some a lot of these things. They've been in the public. Just great to get your opinion on them. By the way, I appreciate, even though you're you're a big Mac fan, I appreciate the reasonable dialogue that you you know in this because so often the the Mac versus PC debate has been like Democrats versus Republicans, which is no compromise in the middle and no no recognition of really good thought or good design on either side, right? From that standpoint, and and today it's even worse because I was I I popped by a guy's cube and I said, hey, did you see that new Microsoft fan that's out? And he goes. I have the only watch you need, and it was a Samsung, you know. And I'm like, oh God, come, you know. Can can we just get along, you know? But um, so a Mac Mini update has come out, and a Mac, you know, the Mac Mini has quietly, I mean, behind the scenes, they're in, they're deployed in a lot of places uh, that a lot of places you don't think of. Uh, your first Mac was a Mac Mini, right? Uh, and so tell me, I, I'm unaware of this update. Tell me about what's come out on the Mac Mini. Well, like yeah, like I said, it, it was my first um, Mac foray into the Mac world, and that was back in 2006. And it was a nice little computer, and and really now it's you know um, it's doing a lot of amazing things. There's a lot more USB ports. There's um, uh, it just it's faster, obviously, as computers continue to, to evolve that way. It's even it's even cheaper now. The the starting price point is four hundred ninety nine dollars. You know, you have to bring your own monitor and your own keyboard and your mouse, but, you know, it's still, you know, the most energy-efficient computer out there, which is pretty awesome. And a lot of people do use it for servers, and they use it as a backup. Um, and, and I think it's pretty awesome to, to use it for those for those reasons as well. Um, it's also a good starter computer for kids. You know, $499 is a good price point for kids um, that you want to... Um, you know, give a computer to maybe their first computer, so it's a great option for them as well. I also love the fact that you can, uh, you know, attach your own monitor monitor to it. Maybe you want a huge HD TV monitor uh, with your computer, and this is a great way to do that as well. I mean, I have a, personally, I have an iMac, 27-inch iMac, and that's good enough for me. But I know my kids, they like to do some gaming sometimes. Maybe they want a bigger screen, so this is a, a way to do that as well. Yeah, it's. I've been looking at a mini for a while. I I would like to have it. I do so much podcast consulting with people who are using Macs, and I I feel, I you know, there's I I know enough to be able to. I've had you know enough support that I can kind of walk them through. Like, okay, I think it's here, and go down there, and you know, or Skype on a Mac. Right, here's where it's at. Check these settings. But it would really be nice to have one to be able to. So I think my next PC replacement will be a Mac Mini. It will it'll probably take over my broadcasting server um, uh, options because right. I don't you know with the broadcast server I just need really browsers to broadcast a Mixler out and um, and Spreaker out. Do you know you know one of the things I do have though on that broadcast server is I, I have a, I need a microphone jack and a speaker jack separate mm. not together. Do you know on the Mac Mini are those together or are those separate? I, I honestly I don't know Jim I'm sorry I, no. I, I, my guess would be that they would be separate but I don't know. Yeah, no, just one of those. That'll be one of the requirements, right? If I'm gonna if I'm gonna throw that in, it's one of those kinds of things. But not a bad little hockey puck, and uh, they're not very big at all, right? Only no. available in the Apple Store. Is that the only place you can get those? You can, you know, I order all my stuff off of Apple's website. I go to the refurbished uh, uh, section, and I, I get a lot of great stuff on there. And you, you could actually probably pick up a Mac Mini 
um, pretty at a pretty good price. Um, a refurbished one that would work just fine. Every refurbished computer I bought from them has been awesome. Okay. And uh, but yeah, you can you can buy them online as well. Yeah. Um, I, good entry on the way in. Speaking of not a good entry though. Uh-huh. Uh, 27 and 27-inch inch iMac though, right? With with these big gigantic displays. Yeah. Th- they're huge, right? I mean, from that standpoint, and not cheap. No, they're they're not. Um, the new one that came out with the 5K display, um, awesome, awesome uh, uh, display. Uh, first off, but but just really expensive, and um, I'm not sure the price point, but I know it's more than the the 27-inch iMac I, I bought. But if you you know if you're trying to do a lot of stuff at once, I love the big 27 inch. You, you know you, I've got four windows open usually, um, doing all kinds of different stuff. So um, if you're a multitasker, it's a great screen to have. It's a great computer to have. Very quick. Um, you know so yeah, I, I would suggest that to anybody. And with the new you know OS 10 Yosemite um, software uh, OS out. You know, it, it's just awesome. It's just an awesome computer, and I know there's a lot of Microsoft folks out there that can say the same thing about their systems. But for me, this works, and uh, and it's great. I love it. Yeah, and and I'll just say that again. You know, it's really what works best for you, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we get in these holy wars of of technology, and people get you know people get crazy about it. I really, for me too, I really like to think, hey, what's the best, what's, what works best for, because at the end of the day, it's all, of, is it working for you or is it not working for you? You know, I go crazy. Yesterday, I had one of the worst technology days of my life and I had three different interviews, all of them failed, all using, so I, these, these were web, you know, like this, we use Google Hangouts or I use Skype or I use Link to try and get some things working and no matter what, I even did a phone, I made them call in at one point and I couldn't get anything, even old school phone call would not work and I, at the end of the day, it was so funny because they kept, you know, you're trying to do an interview and you're trying to talk to somebody and they're like, oh, oh, I'm sorry, can you repeat that again? You know, because the audio cuts out or, you know, whatever, video freezes up. And on the very last interview I was doing, so they, somebody said it to me, and in my head, I'm glad I didn't say this, I'm like, no, I can't say it again. I'm <laughs> you know, it, it was just one of those days where nothing worked. If It doesn't matter what the technology is. If it doesn't work for you, I mean, it's just frustrating and it doesn't work, right, from that standpoint. That being said, inoperability between these systems, though, also becomes a big headache when you're like, I really like this Galaxy Note 4 because it's got this big, massive screen, but it doesn't work with my and then fill in the blank, right? That's also right. super maddening when those yeah. kinds of things happen. Yeah, that, that can be very frustrating. I know for, for me, I, I use a Windows um, laptop at work. I think it has Windows 7 on it. Um, so both both systems, a Mac and Windows, and he, he loves both of them, you know. And, and I have to say, you know, I use my Windows computer at work. I have no problems with it. I, it, never, it never breaks on me. I never have any issues. I love it, you know, and it's just, you know, when I'm at home, I like to use my Mac because, you know, the, you know, editing pictures is much easier for me on the Mac, and, and that's really the, the, the big thing for me was the pictures, and, um, and so, yeah, so that's great for, I think, I think a lot of people can probably say that they use both and they have no problems with either. You know that's funny. As soon as I said that we were we'd lost and I couldn't hear you, like we lost the first part of that. What you said, I think we got the gist of it. Uh, okay. What you done? But it's just hilarious that I had just made that comment, and then and of course, it was uh, in the chat room. It's just catching up to the chat room here now for a second. But but the the point being, 
the point you're trying to make, I think, is true. Is that, and I'm I'm trying to be more and more this way, especially in the tech space, is to be uh, try to be more agnostic about the tech or the brand, and more about the functionality of it. And so, uh, there there are cases when you need one or the other. And uh, the other thing is do. You know the ecosystems. You do need to invest some personal capital into the ecosystems to kind of learn how to use them and what works best. They are different, right? For trademark yeah. purposes, they can't be exactly the same. And so, to to for me to invest in the Microsoft space and the and the Google space and the the Apple space, I was like, man, I don't know if I can keep another one in my head. You know, right. um, and so there has to be some choice that you have to make along those. Lines as well. If you're, if you have to work with both of them where you work, well, you just got to do it. You have to, yeah. You just got to kind of figure it out. So, um, a couple things, and and really, to me, it feels like iPads have dropped off the face of the earth. Uh, from a, I mean, they were everything for a while, and now I don't see. I mean, yeah, I do. See, I just don't see as many of them as I used to. I mean, it seems like that has really. I, I don't know. Do you? Maybe yeah. I'm looking for them, but do you feel that way? I mean, is is the iPad kind of a? It's it's. You know, I I think I think there's some truth to that. I I know when they first came out, I saw a lot of people excited about them. Um, I'm still excited about my iPad Mini. It's the only one I've had, and I just love it for the just for the sole purpose of reading. Um, sure, it's an expensive Kindle, maybe, but there's a lot of other things I can do, and I can check email. I can. I can surf the web. I can I can read my books. Whatever I can listen to music. There's some great things with it that um, that are different than using those things on my phone. So I still love them. Now the bigger iPad um, or the iPad Air, even I don't see an, I don't see a need for that. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna use something that much bigger than my iPad Mini or my iPhone, I might as well grab grab my wife's MacBook Air or or just jump onto my on, onto my iMac if I'm at home. There's I just don't see a purpose for that. One, you know, the one between the, the regular desktop and and the and the uh, and the iPad Mini. I just don't see the need for that personally. But I think a lot of people maybe feel that way. They they look at the iPad Air or the or the iPad and and then they look at the iPad Mini and they go, you know what, this iPad Mini is pretty easy to hold in your hand. You know, there's a better chance that I'm not going to drop it. You know, my wife when I bought her an iPad, um, she opened it up and was showing it at church and. You know, the week that she bought, you know, the 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 screen cracked. So um, it's it's a little cumbersome to hold on to. So I think maybe that's that's the reason why we're seeing less of those. Yeah, yeah. No, it's weird. It's just I don't. The buzz isn't there. The minis have gotten quite a bit of buzz on that, mm -hmm. and the usefulness of them on the Microsoft side. You know, I've been leaning towards the surface, but those are just as expensive, yeah. if not more. I mean, that all of a sudden we have a Microsoft product again. What world has this become? That's right. super expensive. It's a, I mean, it's an ultrabook in a lot of ways, and configuration's different. It's got that pull-off keyboard, and there's some cool things you can do with it. Right. Um, you know, again, a lot of the decisions being made by what you're in. I do like the thumb. I mean, I do like the security features on 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 these iPads and on these phones where they're. You know, all the new stuff is coming with it with a really nice unlock device. I mean, that's a handy feature. It's pretty. It's pretty awesome. Our first one there with the handy. <laughs> I didn't do that. Our, our first, my first, uh, um, the first time I saw that was when my wife got the 5s, the iPhone 5s, and it had that. It's come out on the iPad Mini. I think I may just do um, trade my old one in and get one of those because I think it's pretty awesome to be able to to open up your iPad and not have to worry about 
somebody else opening it up, you know, when you're not around. You know, so I think that's yeah, a great tool to, to have, and um, great to see that those coming out and the new products that are releasing, not just the iPhones, but now the iPads as well. Yeah, yeah, no, pretty cool, and and some good stuff coming along those lines. Even that market has matured out at this point. It's kind of I think it's a decision you're going to make. What kind of ecosystem are you going to be in? And right. seen a lot of mixed ecosystems, and I'm seeing Amazon making a run lately with their with their Fire tablets. Yeah, just aggressive pricing, and you know I don't know if they're selling any of them. I've never seen one in the wild. You yeah, know? I haven't. I haven't either. I, I think it's a cool cool looking thing, and the, and I, I don't know what they're doing as far as sales go, but um, I'm a big Amazon fan, anyways. You know, we're Amazon Prime members. Love what they can do for us from a you know a shopping standpoint, books and all that stuff, but. Um, yeah, they're jumping into it with with it looks like. Yeah, Chris. Anything else as we uh, as we kind of wrap up the the Apple discussion? Anything else that uh, we missed that weren't in the notes? There, we did a nice job of rolling along through yeah. on the notes. But uh, anything else? You know, I, you know, we covered pretty much most of the stuff I think I wanted to cover. But um, I, I really don't want to overlook apps. There's just so many great apps out there that um, for me as a parent just make my life easier. You know, as a parent, as, a, as an entrepreneur, all of those things, um, the apps are just amazing and, and really help, help your family stay connected. And, and you know, if, you're, if your listeners are um, interested in those, they can, you know, go to iTunes and check those out. There's just so many great things. And I know that every platform has great apps, but some of these are just amazing and really can help you um, get control of your life, really, in a lot of different ways. Yeah, and of course that's that's really what you focus on on your podcast, right? I mean, the kind of the one of the things you know, I always joke uh, people because I podcast a ton, right? And I, I have people all the time that say to me, "Jim, how do you do that?" And I'm like, "Well, my wife basically hates me anyways, and she doesn't <laughs> talk to me." And so, but I do now. My kids are a little bit older, you know. My teenagers, they're done needing me for the most part, right? They that we get we get time with them. But you talk some about using that technology to kind of regain that time that that you should or could be spending, right? Do things faster with the tech, not take on tech for tech's sake. Exactly. We, you know, we really focus on trying to use tools on our on our iOS devices, especially, um, in order to make our lives a little bit better. Um, and that goes from you know from health. From calendars to faith, you know, all of that stuff combined, we try to use that technology um, to the best in the best way that we possibly can to make our lives simpler. However, we do make sure that that we do make our family the focus to begin with. So when we walk in the door, our goal is to put our our devices down um, so that we can enjoy that family time first um, before we jump on our our devices, you know. And that's really important to us to make sure that we continue to do that and to teach our kids that, you know, being together is really more important than being on your on your uh, phone or your iPad or whatever. And that's really the key for us is trying to find time to do things, but then also remembering to step back from that technology so that you can really, really be there for life. Yeah. No, I agree. And I've, I've said this on the, the podcast before, and one of the things, I don't know if you've ever heard of phone Jenga have you heard of that that is, exercise, phone jenga? No, so, I haven't. All right, so you can. This is a freebie. You can use it on your podcast. Okay. And when you do, so right, so you get your phone, right? And you go out. You know what? 
we do this with our kids. We even do it at home when the kids come over, right? Because three of them are out of the house now, and so they come over. So everybody takes their phones. I wish I had a second one. And you stack them up. I'll uh, get in the camera there. So like this, boom, 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 right? Everybody just stacks their phone. This is particularly helpful when you're out eating. The first person to touch the stack pays the bill. Nice. And so it's like, all right, we're at dinner. We've gone out to a restaurant. Stack your phones. And everybody just stack them. And it's funny. We went out. My daughter's birthday was um, no, a couple weeks ago. And we went out to Olive Garden. And so there were nine of us, right, at the restaurant, maybe ten. And everybody stacked. No questions. We just uh, Somebody, I think, said to me, are we going to play phone Jenga? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so we threw it in the phone. And so everybody stacked them up. And in the, so in the middle of the table is this stack of phones. Awesome. And it just really keeps us from, you know, kind of focusing on, because you're right. I mean, I, I kind of see this all the time. I was talking with somebody the other day, and they were they were working on their phone while I was talking to them. And I'm just like, yeah, you're just not paying attention to me. And you know what? I'm guilty of that. I'm not, yeah. listen, I'm not. <laughs> I do it all the, I do it all the time. In fact, there are moments when we'll sit around the table with the kids. We don't do this every time, but I'll be reading the paper or messing with my phone. My daughter will be on her phone. My son will be just eating. Yeah, he doesn't bring a lot of gear to the table. And my wife will be reading something, and we'll go through a whole meal and not say a word to each other. Now, that that's not the end of the world for us, right? We we spend a lot of time with each other, but it is one of those important things to remember, right? Yeah, it sure it sure is. You know, I technology's awesome. It's fun. You know, there's a lot of great things you can do with it, and we use it for those great things. But we just make sure that we uh, we leave it at the door when we come in, so we can really get some of that quality time. Especially now as the kids get older, and we don't have a lot of that time together. So yeah, really important to to do that. I agree. Then the other thing we've been using from a technology family perspective, it, 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 we just defaulted our Facebook uh, messages, where we my wife can easily bring everybody in the family in, and instead of doing you know, so we, we're not we have cross platforms. Everybody's. My daughter's on an iPhone. We have some Androids. So Facebook has seemed to be the place where we've gone to. My wife will start a conversation on Facebook. They're, it's private, for the most part, private messaging in there. And, and so we'll start those group conversations in Facebook. So that's another way of doing, you know, you don't necessarily, if you're not, if you're in the Android space, a real handy way of doing communication. And that also pops up in browsers. So when I'm at work, I don't necessarily check my phone very often when I'm at work, but it'll show up in my browser. Uh, here and allow me to answer back. That's an awesome idea. And then I'm stealing for sure. That, Absolutely. I'm that. Yeah. All free of charge. That's awesome. <laughs> From that standpoint. But yeah, we have done a lot of those family things to try and keep, you know, to try and keep it sane. Right. Uh, while we're doing, because it's just crazy, right? I mean, we're all, so what's interesting, right? You're right in our demographic, right? So for this podcast, 35 to 55. You know, white males. That's kind of our. That's kind of the show demographic for this. We're all in the same. Some of us, our kids are older. Some of us, our kids are younger. Uh, you know, but but uh, we're all kind of in that same boat together. So it's it's, it's a lot of to spend some time thinking about that. Chris, uh, anything else as we kind of come in for landing? Anything else you want to throw in? We talked about where you where to find your podcast, dadrenaline.com. Mm-hmm. Out there all over the place. So once you get to a site, you can find all the social stuff. Give it a try. I always say go out and give your podcast a try. I didn't necessarily have you on to pimp your podcast, right? We we talk about that as podcasters. Right. Uh, I was more interested as I got to know you in your podcast, and I knew you had some tech. And again, this is the average guy network, right? You're perfect for that because you're not super techie. 
right? No, I'm not. I'm just average. That's it. That, that's it. That's why I invented this network. Uh, it's just for the average guy. So, Chris, thanks for taking some time tonight, and uh, I appreciate you coming on. Jim, it's been awesome, man. You're you're a really cool guy to talk to, and I really enjoyed it, and really a lot of fun, man. You bet. Thanks. Hang tight for one sec. Let me get. Let me do a little housekeeping, and because we do all things live, I'll just do that as part of the show. So, hang tight for one sec. We will remind you again. We've had a, actually uh, the the Amazon affiliate link has never done better. I, I, I we we Chris we use that as a we call it the tech scholarship fund, right? And so yeah. purchase through the Amazon affiliate link, and you want to in your part of the community, you want to try something. This would include you too, by the way. If you want right. to try something, test it, write about it, post it, talk about it, whatever. We'll buy that for you. We'll ship it to you. You open it, try it, test it, take pictures, all that stuff. Just all I ask is you post it on the site. It's a community deal. And then when you're done, you get to keep it. Not a bad deal, right? And, and so we just ask folks to use the Average Guy affiliate link. Head out to theaverageguy.tv slash Amazon, and I'll remind you the special one in Canada. So theaverageguy.tv slash Amazon CA. That uh, will benefit John Zadler. And, of course, you know John in our community is a guy who will hack and slash on anything and is a super good hacker. And so if you're using that in Canada, make sure you're using that one. Um, as well, and you guys have been very generous in using that, so I appreciate it. Don't forget to head over and sign up for the, the email list. I send out a monthly newsletter. In fact, I'm due one out here in the next couple days. Um, I'll only send those out to you monthly or maybe in emergencies, so sign up. About 50 of you have done that so far. Um, uh, Chris, I was really late to the email. Uh, like I thought email subscription stuff was done. I'm like, nobody does that anymore. And then I started listening to guys like Michael Hyatt and Dave Jackson, and they're like, no, 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 the money's in the email. And it is really helpful to be able to – not all of our listeners, and just a tip as a fellow podcaster, not all of our listeners are social, right? They don't I, – I had somebody send me an email and said, Jim, I'm not, on, I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on Twitter. I'm not on Google+. This is the only time I get to hear from you, right? And I thought, wow, okay, well, then I owe, I owe them communication. Yes. So we started an email list, and, and so if you want to sign up, just head out to theaverageguy.tv and scroll down a little bit, and uh, that uh, that list is there as well. And then a reminder, uh, we are on, or I am on, Saturday mornings with Dave Jackson at Ask the Podcast Coach if you want to come on and listen to that. We have, God, we're having a blast on Saturday mornings. It's a super fun podcast, and the chat room is worth it just being out there. And uh, Dave is a super good guy. And so if you want to head out to askthepod.com slash live, Saturday mornings, although this Saturday morning I'll be in Portland and Dave is taking the weekend off, but you'll probably listen to this in a time shift mode. You probably won't even hear it until next week anyway. So Saturday mornings, 9.30 Central, 10.30 Eastern, out at uh, askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. And, of course, you can catch this show every Thursday night, well, 50 out of 52. Uh, Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern at theaverageguy.tv. We've got some cool stuff coming up, including Ryan K. Parker. Ryan Parker's coming back to talk about technology and food again around Thanksgiving. That'll be pretty cool. We're going to have Ashton Webster come over from uh, Cyber Frontiers to talk about, he's a big fitness guy. We're going to, that'll be our fitness tech episode coming up here with, uh, with, uh, with Ashton coming on talking about some of the gear he uses. Chris, now that I know you, we got to get Mary back on. So maybe first of the year or so we'll do a special podcast. You know, way back in the day, I did a podcast with, it was myself and my wife and it was Andrew Morris who used to be a host here on the show. Uh-huh. And his wife and we did we did kind of this. So maybe we'll maybe I'll get Sarah to come back on, and the four of us will do kind of this family, you know, issues technology thing. How, how, how does that sound? You think that, Mary, that, 
That would be awesome, and I think Mary would really enjoy that. That'd be great. Cool. We'll get one of those scheduled. Maybe we'll get past Christmas because it's I, it's <laughs> gonna be it's got to be nuts for you guys at Christmas. Yeah, yeah it so is. It's, it's always nuts for us. So we'll we'll get back together and uh, and get something scheduled. So uh, stay around for the post show. Remember, you can't get the post show unless you come to the live show, and uh, we'd love to have you come out to the live show each Thursday night, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, at the Average Guy TV Live. Good night, everybody. <laughs>